We're up and running, are we? Yeah, we're going, Jamie. Okay. Good morning. Morning. James, how are we doing? Yeah, good. Um, we, for people who don't know, we have two microphones and three people here. Elaine's here. I'm Hi! Hu- I'm huffing and not giving her the microphone because off the mic she called me a wanker, so here, I'm just going to hold it here. About 45 minutes ago, we started planning this <laughs> and we were on flying forward. Now we're all 40 dead. 40 hours ago, we started planning this. Yeah. That's the worst bit. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I tell you, let's get into it. Yeah. Today, right, we're going to announce next quarter our full training focus. Game I've day. not stopped thinking about it since you told me yesterday, do you know that? It was such, a, it was such a mixed reaction yeah. by the coaching team yesterday when I told them in Santry here. It was uh, a mix of, oh, to, oh my God, oh, oh Delhi. And so, you know what I did this morning? I told the morning crew that I knew, but I was like, I'm not fucking telling you, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out soon. Wanker. <laughs> Elaine. Matthews, how's it going? Hi guys, thank you for having me again. Okay. Begrudgingly. <laughs> so let's get started with some training check-ins. How's training going last week? Training last, okay. I feel like every time I come on the podcast, I'm like, oh, it's only going okay. I went through a good few weeks there preparing for game day. We had game day on Saturday in Dunlair, which was epic, but I cannot train effectively and plan an event all at the same time. So it was a week of showing up, trying to do as much as I could. Um, and then I was looking forward to get back into it on Monday. And then my sister had a baby yesterday. So Amazing. I was um, sleeping over in her house, looking after her two kids. And I just have to say shout out to all the mams and dads. I just don't know how you do it. I really <laughs> don't. And I have said this before to in, in class, in front of people, like you have so much to balance when you're at home are they, do the kids sleep which those two kids did but still I was worrying are they asleep are they alive have I killed them <laughs> like they left me with these two beautiful humans for a few days uh, so yeah it's been it's been tough I've also started to build a house this week so just my mind is just in what so many other week. places yeah it's been it's been a huge week um, so showing up literally is I, I'm giving as much as I can and I do find I'm running out of steam very close to the end that session yesterday the ski here how's Laura doing Laura's doing great uh, yeah, she's back training tomorrow. Yeah, she wants to come back straight away. So <laughs> I've told her to just give it a week, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, training is training. Life is is busy at the minute. So. Yeah, you're doing what you can. Doing what I can. Okay. It's the most important thing. Deadly. I tell you, I'll go next because it's been an absolute disaster for me the last week. Since we talked, I have not done one class. No, and I and I actually kind of every day woke up right. I get into class today had the intention every single day and work's just gotten away it's just one of those weeks where i have to just take it on the chin but it's driving me crazy i can feel the slowdown i can feel that it's harder every day to convince yourself to get into it once you've missed more days you can feel that like oh jesus i have to get back to this um so i'm looking forward to it i'm hoping today or tomorrow that I get a class in and i think if you can link up like seven to ten days I think you're not too bad. Once it goes over that 10 days, it's very difficult to, you, you almost feel like you're starting again. So um, that's the intention. Uh, James, how are you getting on? Are you going to save the day here? No, not at all. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, each training session I've done in the past month has been pretty good. I just haven't done a lot of them. So I did your class on Monday. And before that, I did your class on the Monday before. And that was it. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking big gaps. And that's everything from... Uh, tired my nutrition's been off my sleep's been off i've been working on things in the background and just like my energy and mood and everything hasn't been there to go and train and i'm like normally that's the thing that gets me out of the slump but the thought of it 
is like I can't put myself through this so I've ended up going home on the days where I do train and just went for a walk no music no podcast no phone just like walk down to the beach and rush walk the length of the beach and I walk back again and it's like it resets me just enough to get me like oh, I actually feel way better and I have a couple of pieces at home so I've done I have a 24 kilo kettlebell and a 15 kilo dumbbell so I've done like little bits of like some swings some overhead pressing mm -hmm. just to get the body working mm -hmm. but that's it but the classes I've done with you, I've like I've worked pretty hard and they've gone pretty well. So I'm balancing it that way. Yeah, like a like one good session can make a huge difference, right? Yeah, I think it's a good like it's a good indicator. The whole coaching team right now is stretched. We have <laughs> we have all sorts of things going on that we're trying to work around. And I think by this time next week, a lot will have settled yeah. right back down. So hopefully next week the reports will be better. I think something to take from this as well is like none of us are training the way we want to. But there's not that like, oh, that's it. My training's gone and my progress is gone. It's just like I'm going through a phase. But because of who I am as a person, who we are, it's like we're going to be training again at some stage. And I think that's an identity shift that kind of happens naturally as a coach. But trying to encourage people to be aware of as well. It's like, no, you're just someone who trains now, but you're having a blip. And getting over that blip is the thing, but you're still someone who trains on the yeah, regular. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I, I always it reminds me that I've got the luxury of being in an office in a gym, and if I can just get an hour somewhere, I can say I'll go down and do this class now. It's such a luxury. So if you can imagine if somebody is, you know, living on the other side of the city and they've got a thirty-five minute drive to get here, then they have to get home and make the dinner and all that. You can like there's another obstacle for people if they're busy. Car, you have to carve out two hours to get here. So uh, I always, I always kind of remember, like I have it easy in that regard, and I still don't make it all the time. So I kind of, uh, I guess the thing is to not let yourself off the hook too easy, but then also give yourself a bit of room to say, okay, life gets in the way sometimes. Okay, deadly. Well, I tell you what, let's get into the next quarter. Let's just talk about these workouts. And here what we go, sir. And at least we can, like, then we can base the rest of the conversation off it. Okay. So the first thing is. I noticed that the game day nerves were pretty high again this time. I think people come in uh, knowing that there's probably going to be people have eyes on them, that people are going to watch what they're doing. They have a bit of performance anxiety. Am I going to do a thing well? Am I not going to do a thing well? How am I going to compare to others? And part of the whole point of game day is that once in a quarter, we get to do that. We get to just put a little bit of pressure on ourselves. And it's a bit of um, a life skill that we can do in a very controlled way because sometimes the pressurized situations happen to us and we don't get to have much control over here we get m much more control but in saying all that the game day at the end of it should be just a little celebration it's not the point the point is the three months leading up to it so i'm going to keep harping on that forever the training process we're very process focused and it just dictates what the process looks like and that's what we want to talk about first like what are the next three months training going to look like here at bua and we know that no matter what the target is, we're still doing GPP. So we're still trying to get fit across the board at everything. You're still gonna work on your cardio. We're still gonna get stronger. We're still gonna get better movement skill, flexibility, coordination, all of the movement skills. It's just, we're gonna skew it slightly towards a few different movements or a few different types of challenges. So let's get into it. We have game day coming up at the start of December and it'll be the Christmas party. So we'll have our game day and then we'll go on out that night so it's going to be a lot of fun the game day itself we've got two tests like we have the last 
couple of game days and we've got a strength test and a conditioning test just the same way so let's talk about the first bit and our strength test this time we're going to do a one rep max again and it's a squat clean Woohoo! oh i'm very excited <laughs> about this one i think we're all in agreement in this room at this time it's like yeah thank goodness none of that overhead nonsense <laughs> no overly technical where you have to be really dialed in snatching and say like, let's lift heavy pick it up off the floor and stand it up love it yeah lift heavy is the point right so um the last game that we had snatch really technical movement and then the first game that we had is clean jerk so we did the two classic lifts and what i thought this time was it would be nice to remove the jerk from the equation because that kind of split our attention in our technicality in our in our training between this, the clean and the jerk this time we can focus in on the clean and it's mainly because I really want this quarter to be about building massive strength and power in the lower body. We're going to get so strong. I am so excited for this. <laughs> so uh, you think about the components of a squat clean. We have the pull off the floor and that really explosive power through the middle. So really explosive, powerful hips. And then we have to catch the barbell and stand it up. So we're going to have really strong legs. So we've got all the strength and power wrapped up in this one lift. It has plenty of technical elements that we can improve on. So we've got things to learn and things to, to grow in from a movement point of view but i also think it's just going to force us to build legs and hips like that we've never had before and that's the exciting bit we come away lifting heavier than we've ever done so um that's the first bit that will be uh, i think that's going to drive a lot of the training a lot of the heavy days we'll still get to snatch because i don't want to lose connection with that when we snatch we still build a lot of power massive speed so that'll really transfer over to the clean but we'll also get to work on our squat strength we're going to do lots of squats and then lots of power off the floor as well so it's i wish we could uh, have a video on this at all time because elaine hasn't stopped smiling since you mentioned squat clean and you know that's all going to end now in a second once we start diving <laughs> the conditioning test so let's en enjoy the positivity for a moment here <laughs> Okay, so that's that's our first test. And I think that gets uh, like thumbs up from everybody here, right? We're all happy. Okay, amazing. Right, so let's talk about our second one. And we are going to test an open workout again this time. And what I like about this one, it's a more recent test. It's, so we're going to work, we're going to test 21.1. Now, that means nothing to most people. So let me just read it out for you. 21.1 is for time we do one wall walk 10 double unders three wall walks 30 double unders six wall walks 60 double unders nine and 90 15 and 150 21 and 210 double unders so it's a lovely simple couplet of wall walks and doubles and now i'm crying <laughs> and now elaine this is my microphone i'm crying <laughs> yeah so this is this is a a very different style test it was the first time uh, wall walks got introduced into the open i think it was actually the smartest move they've ever made in the open it was the year of the pandemic we were we had very few gyms open this was a, a movement people could do in their house in their apartment if they had a gym they could do it they could do it in their backyard and it took a movement that was traditionally a scaled version of a handstand or handstand push-up that we use and he used it to test the very best in the world in a format that could be done at home that could separate the best from the rest and that everybody could could actually get into we can all do our version of a wall walk so i think it's such an accessible workout yet still a really good fitness test 
And I think for us, it means we get to get upside down. We get to work on our handstands. We get to work on handstand walking this quarter as a bit of for a bit of fun. But then also the wall walk itself. It's one of those movements that we can build shoulders uh, and midline really strong. And we build confidence in our body strength and our ability to move our body through space. I think it's huge. Coupled with a very high skill movement of the double under, which I keep telling people in class these days, these are easy if you just do them right. And people are getting pissed off from me, but we get to dial in the double under, which is gonna be more challenging in this workout because it's coupled with a shoulder, a shoulder movement. So uh, I'm really excited about this and lots of people will have a score. We did the open, like we did a redo pandemic ended the gyms opened and we repeated the open strikes back the open strikes back we did it at the end of the summer in 2021 so a lot of people should have a score for this and um i think it's it gives us two really interesting things to work towards i don't think it's the sexiest workout on paper i think it's one of those ones that's like it's a little interesting it's a little narrow but i think it gives us from my point of view in the programming this gives us loads to work with and loads of different things to work with so what do you think, James? Did you do this one? Yeah, I did this one when it came out in the open. And then I did it for the open strikes back because I just started working here at the same time as well. Amazing. So I have a couple of scores, I think, to try and beat on this one. Yeah, cool. It was the only open workout that year I did really well in because my training was a bit higgledy-piggledy at the time as well. I was doing a lot of Zoom classes and that involved a lot of skipping and a lot of inchworms. So the wall walks and the double unders felt like a piece of piss. Brilliant. Yeah, and I think I, I checked yesterday, I got into the final round of the 210 double unders. Yeah, which is so, epic. That's yeah. a great score. So I'd love to get close to trying to finish that again. Yeah. yeah. I think actually finishing it is so hard, but I'd love to yeah. get close to it. Yeah, yeah. I think Amy got pretty close to finish that year. She was like She did on real and open that year, didn't she? She was like up around the elite games athletes with the worst scores that year on that on that workout. So it should be a good one. It should be an interesting one to train for. But definitely it'd be a nice one on the day uh, to see. I, I remember being in Dunleer uh, last year for the Open and people trying wall walks for the yeah. first time. The, it's such a terrifying thing. 100%. And that's what came to mind straight away when I saw this. The progress from then to now is already massive. So I can only imagine because we had wall walks there on Monday. But I can, like, in three months' time after focusing on this, mm. it's just going to be epic. So in the open, some people got their first wall walks. But if not, we're definitely going to work on them over the next yeah. three months. Deadly. Okay. So that's game day in December. And as we know, we also have these secondary tests that come up in the daily programming. And these also will largely dictate the type of training we're going to do and the first one is the another open workout and this one is the workout that i saw most people cry over the years it's been repeated so that's happened come up twice the first time it came up it just annihilated the whole world yeah this is one of those big workouts that where crossfit shifted after this didn't it it's like it completely changed how people train and what they do all the time and changed what i think before that came in harder meant heavier didn't yes, it yes and then this really changed that it did because what we have here is we have our really heavy test in the squat clean we have our body weight test with the wall walks and double unders and here's our lightly loaded big long lots of reps like murder fest put <laughs> everyone out of their misery james Boy, or, or jamie what's it called so, so it's 21.2 or 17.1 it was both times and this is for time it was 10 dumbbell snatches and then 15 burpee over box 
20 dumbbell snatches, 15 burpee over box. And it's 30 and 15, 40 and 15, 50 and 15. So we've got 150 dumbbell snatches and we've got uh, five sets of 15 uh, burpee over box. It's absolutely hell. The, the burpee over box, the 15 of those, just turns into something like it's it's never ending it's slow it's difficult so this is going to force us to get better at box jumps so moving our body like that explosive jump we're going to do a ton of burpees i know we all not everybody a lot of people hate their burpees by the end of it they're going to be like our wall balls last time they're just going to be easy for us and that's what the whole point of this we go from something being an absolute goat to being something like oh yeah they're grand because we get really good at them the dumbbell snatch is an efficiency play can we move medium or lightweight over and over again and not waste energy and you know being a good athlete is being efficient with our energy but then the cardio and stamina and muscle endurance we're going to get from it this is just mental toughness 101 so um the training for this this will just give us license to do big long workouts with thousands of reps <laughs> get our sweat on and I get really good. crazy fitters are doing it yeah crazy fit okay so that's our first one and then the last one and this is the one i think uh, it was inevitable that this comes up i think some people will right away know what i'm talking about so the last test we're gonna we're gonna do this quarter is fran and if you don't know what fran is it is the quintessential crossfit workout it is the one and it was really what built crossfit's reputation in the early days because it's when it's done correctly it's one of the most intense experiences of your life it's really really tough but it's short and that's what most intense workouts are it's a short burst of um, effort and pain let's put it put it exactly how it is uh, it's 21 15 9 of thrusters and pull-ups so such a simple little thing it's the workout that i've heard most over the years people go oh is that it it's one of those ones is that it and as soon as you hear it, you go oh yeah that's it but when you do this properly this thing is incredible so uh getting ready for fran is the point we're going to have if you can already do ring muscle-ups for instance you're going to get your pull-ups really fast in big sets if you haven't got a pull-up yet working towards your first one will get you into fran for the thrusters they're not heavy they're not light they're right in the middle uh, 42 and a half and 30 kilos and we have to be able to do big sets efficiently and quickly and we got to be able to transition between those things two things fast so this gives us our intensity burst and gives us a right to have really intense workouts those short to medium efforts that we just go non-stop light ourselves on fire it's the stuff we know is good for us that we have to do that we need to do and now we've got a reason to to do it more often so what do you think james i just have shocking memories of fran like i think the first time i did it where i was able to go unbroken in my pull-ups and my thrusters i was still coaching in crossfit dairy at the time and i think i had to get i was supposed to, i did a class and then i was supposed to be coaching like an hour later and i had to get someone to cover my class <laughs> so that tells you everything you need to know about this workout like i was just like a shell of a human being afterwards it completely completely ruined me and then the last time i did it was shortly after i started working here again so just over two years ago and i wasn't quite up to scratch fitness wise but still fucking killed me so bad so i'm my initial reaction when you wrote it up was i just put my head in my <laughs> you wrote it on the whiteboard for us i just put my head in my hands and got a bit upset and then i was like 
be nice to actually train for it and see where we're at because it's it's another like real good mental check and a gut check it's like if you can do the things how fast and how hard yeah. and how deep are you willing to go and that's always a cool thing because if you're not very fit this doesn't hurt too bad honestly no it's not too bad this is a good workout to work your way through and if you are fit it's murder it's it, if you are fit and you're willing to go for it yeah but you can be really fit and get a decent time and go that wasn't so bad yeah and yeah, then yeah. it's like oh even if you come out of it thinking it wasn't so bad either your fitness needs a lot of work or you're jibbing out massively yeah yeah like the last time i did it it wasn't too bad like, <laughs> I, was not, I was not fit enough to make it hurt <laughs> simple as that but uh it's it's a fun one to train for and i think for those who haven't done it yet it's one of those things you got to do it at some point and i think if you can get yourself to a point where you could attempt it or x or close to or x i think it would be a cool thing and i also think well we're, what else we're training for that squat clean i think the squat training that we're going to do is going to really yeah. help this because we're and, and then all the shoulder work on the wall walks is going to really help it as well so we are setting ourselves up for very strong legs very powerful hips and then a very strong upper body as well by the end of the quarter exactly what we're looking for we have a long effort we have a short and intense one we have a really heavy lift and then we have a high skill one so we've got a, a good broad array of tests to work to train on i think that the training already i'll look at the program next week i'm like god oh, this looks deadly it looks like a lot of fun it's a good gear shift from the last quarter i think that's the, the cool part of it okay that's our next quarterly tests lads based on that elaine i'm going to get you to go first here um looking ahead at next week's programming is there a workout that you think oh i can't miss that what because that's going to set me up for this quarter it's going to get me into it definitely i'm looking at friday so friday we have um a descending ladder so 10 8 6 4 2 of hang power cleans and strict pull-ups it's no secret <laughs> strict pull-ups they're still i still have not gotten in control of my uh, gymnastics and my strict pull-ups i'm definitely further along the road than i was three months ago uh, so i'm very excited um looking at the uh tests coming up to take them on again but uh yeah strict pull-ups and then those hang power cleans getting the hips firing they're heavy aren't they yeah it's a nice heavy so 70 and 47 and a half so i'm looking forward to that is there an rx plus there is 80 and 55 (laughs) yeah so that's a good one to get the hips firing and work on building some speed and then strict pull-ups yeah it's a fun little workout it's it's one i think myself and james you were talking about it yesterday it's like it's short it's intense, but it's also heavy and kind of slow. It's it's an interesting little test. Yeah, so a deadly little work at that, yeah. So what about you? What are you doing? Uh, I now that I now that we know what it is, I was able to look at everything and go, oh yeah, that for this and that for this and that for this. For me, the standard one is next Wednesday, and it's a one, two, three, four, five, four, three, two, one of deadlifts, heavy deadlifts, and then 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 of double unders. So I'm thinking deadlifts there is going to help the heavy clean so that pulling off the floor and just building confidence around heavy weight and it'll also the the combination of the two movements i think will transfer really well to 17.1 so it's picking something heavy up then doing something and trying to be efficient and then obviously the double unders transfer into the wall walk double under workout so there's just that beautiful little combination to tie it in everywhere so that's a big standout one for me yeah, that'll be a fun one. Those heavy deadlifts getting back to them every time after the double unders. And, uh, is there an RX plus for that workout? There yeah, is. there is 143. 143 so in my head then as well, I'm like, cool, I need to finally clean 
140. So I'm going to do deadlifts at 140 that day to build the confidence of like, this is fucking nothing, picking it up off the floor every time. So Happy that's where days. it starts immediately for me. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Okay. And then for me, I think, I think Monday is unmissable. Monday we have just front squats. We're doing eight heavy singles. And I think what's good about this is that we're laying down a marker. That's what the workout's called, which is where is my strength at right now? It's not a test day. It's definitely a training day. We would like as many heavy singles as we can get. So start heavy, stay heavy. But it also, like, it doubles up. Where's my leg strength? And then also I'm starting to build my leg strength right away. And if you think about, James, you're just saying you want to clean 140. You can have that in your head for those front squats. I need to, I need to front squat above that today. Yeah, or be as close to that for as many reps as possible. It's yeah. like just make that number a no bueno as to I sit there and stand up with it every time I hold it. Yeah, and we've got three months to work on it. It's lots of time. There'll be lots of opportunities to do it. But we don't want to miss any either because, you know, we don't train every day and then you could just end up missing a, a heavy day here and there. Um, so anytime that you can get to one, you should take the opportunity. It's a, such a big focus for us, getting those legs. If the legs are stronger, the other three tests are going to be easier. We've got to yeah. keep that in mind. Plus the squat clean win will be there. And at the end of the day, say if all of the tests go terribly at the end of the quarter, but if we do the training right, we end up with what we want, which is we're stronger, we're more powerful, we're fitter, we get all the things that we want. So Monday, heavy day, it's start the week off right. Okay, that's our programming. That's our quarterly tests. Let's switch gears now for a second. Um, we're going to talk about events very quickly. This Sunday, um, we have the BUA qualifier for Filthy 150. And... Um, have registration closed at yes, this point? registrations for competing have closed, but we are still looking for volunteers. Yeah, so, so let's know. Okay, so everybody who's who is doing it has signed up already. Yeah. And then if you want to help out on the day, you can just, uh, there's a link still, right? Correct, yeah. Or speak to your coach. If or you're speak unsure. to a coach, yeah. yeah. Speak yeah, to yeah, a coach yeah. if you're unsure. Absolutely. But it's a great day to get involved in. It's always a fun one. Mm -hmm. um, so it's on this Sunday in Bua Santry. And if you haven't competed before, but you're kind of interested, it's the way in because you get to come down, you're among friends, everyone's there to support each other. There's no uh, niggle or anything like that. And it's a fun day. If you'd like to come down and just watch and support some people, you should absolutely do that if you're a loose end on Sunday, or if you want to come down and help and feel, see what it's like to get involved. Maybe you're helping out a filthy 150. This might be a nice little way to, to kind of get your, your feet wet with that. So Sunday should be a lot of fun. Okay. That's our events. Now, we've got a question, a Jose question this week, but this really, this week is a Jamie question. I came in with a question. I've got a topic I want to discuss. I was talking to you guys about this yesterday. It's been on my mind. I thought, this might be a good discussion for the podcast. Because one of the, I guess, one of the main functions of this podcast is it ties the whole boo thing together. No matter where you train, it kind of lets you know what's going on around the place. But it also helps us develop our culture and environment that we're in and i think it's such a huge part of any group environment if we're training a group it's because we like the group environment but it's a specific type right there's i've been to many crossfit gyms they're all in group environments and there's a lot of variance in the environments there's there's cultures that go the full end of the spectrum i really like coming into Bua every day it's my favorite place to be because of the people and the culture yeah and we talk about groups being important but it's not just being in a group of people it's what goes on in the group and the in the environment 
the, the vibe of the group and everything around that. Yeah, it's huge. And it's something that I've always, since we opened, I've always paid close attention to. And it doesn't happen by accident. And that's for good and for bad. Sometimes we do things and it makes the environment worse, frankly. We make mistakes. And then other things we do to make sure we make it better. And if we see something going off track, we deliberately try and correct it. Because I think it's so important to protect. We want to come in somewhere that we like. So there has been something on my mind recently, which is cynicism. And cynicism is one of those things in a group environment, for me, just absolutely kills the vibe. And we all have it in us. That's the big thing. We all have the things that bring it out. So my question, the Jamie question this week is, what's the thing in life that brings out hmm. your cynicism? James, you want to go first? Yeah, me and Elaine were talking about this before you got in this morning. And I was like, oh, I have, there's so many things. Sound like such an asshole. There's a lot of things where my gut reaction, like my instinct initially is a bit of an eye roll and a oh, that yeah. type of thing. But there's some, there's a lot of things then where that's the reaction. And I'm like, here, come on. And I like talk myself out of it. And I'm like, you're being cynical. Open your perspective to it a little bit. And I, I do try and change. Then there's other things that you kindly helped me point out <laughs> this morning or helped me realize that I just can't seem to get a grasp on it. And nutrition is definitely the big one for me. Like, and we've spoke about this before. I just have this um, allergic reaction <laughs> when people come in and start talking about things they're trying for the nutrition and look at the latest fucking superfood. See, I've started already. <laughs> that I find, and I'm just, oh, in, in, in my core it feels so much easier than people make it out to be. Nutrition. Yeah. And then I get really eye rolly and dickheadish whenever people come in and do and tell me about the fancy new trick that they're trying or whatever it is. I just can't help myself. So that's yeah. my thing. But I think you pointed out two things there I want to pick up on. First one, it's the it is an, an initial reaction thing. I think that's where it shows itself most. We get this trigger something comes up and it just happens internally and then it spills out onto our face <laughs> it's a face it's a body language yeah. it's a it's a, oh jesus christ not this shit again yeah. or it's some sort of just awful expression of negativity and then the other thing is it's i think it's this dismissiveness of mm -hmm. it is is how it shows itself it's yeah. like i'm just going to dismiss that right off the bat here they go again with their nutrition nonsense it's a new thing like it's just so simple just go and do so your just macros just do your vegetables yeah. Yeah. yeah it's that thing so you just dismiss it offhand and that's where I, show, I think that's where it's at its worst isn't it I, I hate when I do it Elaine have you got one for me I had to think about this because I'm that annoying I've, I've changed my mindset in the last few years and I'm people have said to me I'm annoyingly positive right and I always try to see someone's point of view or see things from someone else's uh, side so I had to dig deep on this one so I rang my sister who's still in hospital <laughs> with her baby I was like Laura where do I where am I cynical in life and she could point it out straight away online influencers I don't believe a word they say I believe that they are trying to sell you something they're not trying to make your life better and um, that they're just trying to make money and I've put two amazing examples people who try to sell teeth whitening strips when they've got veneers and people who try to sell uh, <laughs> hair um, loss products with their head full of extensions 
And I just think they're trying to make money. People who try to sell fast fashion and then they are also on about ethics and recycling. And so I think it's a slippery slope. I, as my previous life, I worked in marketing. I understand it's a job, it's money. There's a marketing aspect to it. It's a really great way to get yourself out there online for companies to expose themselves to big audiences. But I just think you're you're in the palm of someone's hand. You should have a bit more responsibility. So, yeah, because there's nothing necessarily wrong with someone trying to market a product no. or make money. No. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, no. right? But it sounds like you're reacting to a dishonesty, though. Like a... Yeah. It's a dishonest thing, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, but I think what happens then is, like, you point out, there are people who are out there who are being dishonest with yes. their marketing. But then... There are people who are honestly marketing a product and then you don't believe those either. Correct. And that's where that's where you become cynical about everyone. About everyone. It's the entire, it, then it's, I just have a negative view on the entire industry when really, I mean, because I've worked in marketing previously, I know how important it is to have um, these different avenues to market your product. So yeah, but it just instantly when I see an ad, unfortunately on Instagram, I go, hmm, is that, did that, is that yeah. person really, do they really like that or do they just want the free gear and the free clout etc but one thing i do want to say is i had to google this because uh cynicism and skepticism so i would get confused not confused but i was thinking of areas where i was being cynical but actually it was more skepticism so skeptics um are open to new ideas and are willing to be convinced by evidence which i think i'm a skeptic about a lot of things but cynics are completely close-minded close-minded um and mistrustful so that was the difference. And I, th I think that's so important because I was thinking about the same thing because mm. I'm naturally a skeptic. Everything that comes my way, I naturally don't believe at first. But my next step for that usually is to, well, how can I believe it? It gives me, a kind of, it's my filter for figuring out what's bullshit and what's true, right? So I think when you don't bother taking that step, that's where you become cynical. And um, I was saying to, to you guys earlier, you know when you just do the utterance of oh i fucking hate that shit and then somebody challenges you and says yeah but think about it this way and that way and that way and i make a good argument and you just go ah fuck off that's the cynic mm -hmm. the cynic is the person who just won't listen to any argument it's closed-mindedness i think, I think it's, you just said it there i think that's the word and um i think that's the bit to watch out for because i think it's so damaging for yourself and so damaging for uh, like for those around you as well I know for me, where I see it, I, I was thinking about the fitness industry. You literally just rolled your eyes there. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's in me so bad. The fitness industry, I've become cynical about it because I've been in it for so long. I'm nearly 24 years in it. And I've seen all of the different cycles of, uh, like, the things that are brand new right now, they've been new twice before in my lifetime since I've been in it. And uh, I get fed up with people... Uh, it's kind of like what you're saying, online influencers who are selling something as a new revolutionary thing that's going to change everything. You're like, this has been here before and it's come and gone and it'll be, it'll go and come back again. And then everything in the fitness industry can become nonsense. And obviously it isn't. And there's lots of innovations. That's why things get better, right? You have to keep your mind open to something new, somebody young, somebody presenting it in a stupid way on social media. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad idea. Once you get close to it, then you get stuck. And then you're the fucking old guy who's doing the thing from 15 years ago. So I think that's where, where it becomes damaging. I think all of us have it in us, right? It's hard to identify. 
Um, and the reason I was thinking about it for us was, I think as coaches, we're, we are allergic to it in other people. It's the thing I see uh, break down co coaches' confidence most is when they're in front of a group of people and there's people, there's cynicism in the group. Um, I think my favorite part about BUA is we can come in here and very explicitly and openly say, I think I've got better in me and I'm gonna go work towards it. I think it's an amazing thing. And we take it for granted. I think there's people who probably come in here to do that and then they, they go home and they can't do that. They don't have people at home who would support their striving for better. Or they're going to work and they'd be looked at like a weirdo or ostracized if they're trying to climb the ladder or get a promotion. It's, a, it's seen as a bit of a, oh Jesus, who's your man think he is? And you have to kind of hide it. Here's, I, wanted, I, want, I always wanted this place to be somewhere where people come in and say, I do believe in myself somewhere in me. And I think I can go and get it. I'm going to go explore that. And if we've got, it's kind of like an unwritten rule. Let's all be that together and we all support each other and we create that environment. And I don't know about you guys. I've, I have personally been in front of a group of 15, 18 people and I see one person and it stops me trying to energize a group. I like, that's too risky. I'm going to get humiliated here if I try and inspire some energy or if I try and give them idea to cling on to today. And I just say, no, I don't think so. I just keep it straight. And I'll just read the workout, get them going, shout at them to work harder. But I might have had something in my plan that I go, no, I'm not going to do that. Because all it takes is is one. Yeah, it's that. And it is that one person. And it's that one person eye rolling at the back. Or And thankfully, I can identify it in my classes at the moment. But I can definitely think of previous people mm -hmm. that this environment hasn't suited them and they were rolling their eyes and they, they left of their own accord um, because it is, it's a challenging environment uh, to to say, I want to get better, I want to progress. I'm going to listen to my coach because I want to improve me, what I'm doing, my life, etc. Um, but it only takes one person to knock the yeah. entire group down. I have a quote here, if I can read it, from uh, Chris Williamson, and it's the cynicism safety blanket. Um, so cynicism is a guarded response which sets you yourself up against disappointment. So these people are protecting themselves. Um, it's a role within the system. Um, its role, sorry, within the system is to protect you against experiencing anything bad. It's a preemptive strike against a perceived threat if I tell myself this is his example all women are bad then I'm less likely to seek a relationship with a woman and as a consequence I'm never going to feel the pain of rejection etc etc so it's a it's a safety mechanism and if you can shake that off yeah, yeah your yeah. world just opens up 100% yeah that's really interesting way of looking at it and um, I was talking to one of our members and one thing I noticed as well that it's, it's more prevalent in a certain population of our membership which is and and i recognize it it's people over 40. it, it gets worse it actually gets worse as somebody who is over 40 i can feel i have to fight it harder and i spoke to a couple of members who are over 40 and they're like yeah fuck, i have to watch mine as well because it can capture us and then we can go down that rabbit hole and we, we can go and find our way out and i think you said earlier james it's a bit of like um it's so easy to kind of go oh jesus christ you're you're all a bit taken in by this yeah. and I'm the person who's going to speak the truth yeah and it's like I'm going to call out all this nonsense all this positivity all this oh yeah just go away with your fucking I don't care about your inspiring shit like I had to I was challenging you James to 
take all of these things you're reading, all these ideas that yeah. we discuss, like, can you break these down to your group? They need to hear from you about it. It was risky, right? Yeah. It was risky. For this exact reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there's people there who you know that they're like, ah, oh, you and your books and you and your reading and we're just here to burn a few calories and shake off the wine from the weekend. It's not... It's not about the growth. It's not about the progression in here. It's not about what we do in here and applying it elsewhere. It's fucking fitness. Yeah, yeah. And Get back in your box a little bit. Fighting that stuff all the time. And it's a real cultural thing here too, though. Like in, in Ireland and in the UK, it's very much, um, I think we talked about it before, like tall poppy syndrome. And it's like, yeah, who do you think you are? Let's cut you back down to size. Don't be trying to do the thing where you're yeah. going to do the stuff. Like you're yeah. from here. Remember where you're from. All that nonsense. Yeah. Whereas... I don't like I think that's such a limiting way to live your life that seems really hard and I, really miserable I, long I, term. I can almost feel the the reaction to this yeah. discussion. I can almost feel some of the cynicism like, yeah, I know, like yours are a bit over the top with it. Like we don't need it. Like we'll be fine without it. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Just don't. Yeah. And and I just think that's giving into it. And I think at the end of the day, people really like having positive influence in their life and some days we're, we're not in the humor i get that some days i'm not in the humor yeah. but god I, I have that over like who cares and sure we're all just fucking here to burn some calories before we fucking go home like th that attitude is so easy to go with mm. and i've been in those environments where it devolves to that it's a, an awfully toxic place it just gets worse and worse and worse we have to constantly fight that in ourselves so you know the cynic in us i think it has to go fuck itself, frankly. And I think we have to always be asking ourselves to, uh, when I see it, because we all, we all do it, like we discussed, to see it early and say, okay, yeah, I'm just being cynical here. Can I open my mind back up again to something? So that was, um, sorry for the rant today. That was uh, something that's been on my mind. I thought it was good discussion for us. Because every now and again, a whole group, a whole culture has to, you know, just take a look at itself and say, can we keep this thing that we really want and keep improving it rather than letting it backslide it takes effort yeah i think it's really important too though because like elaine said she's people say that she's annoyingly positive or whatever but there's definitely people who come in here that don't have any positivity in any other area of their life like they're either single or they have a partner that's an asshole they go to a place of work that they don't enjoy and they don't have anyone at work who's like actually a friend they don't have any like some people maybe came here or maybe still are here that I've never thought about, oh, I could climb the ladder. Like, maybe they're just like, oh, I do this and I do this until I'm 70, then I retire. Because that's what it used, like, that's what it was 100 years ago. And that's trickled down into culture and now it is changing and it's much more prevalent. And, like, what an amazing position we're in to be like, oh, here, let's go fucking push for more. Yeah, we're so lucky to have that. Yeah, yeah. for but sure. It's part of our role is definitely to, like, as coaches, is to maybe be that only really positive fucking annoyingly yeah. so influence in everyone's life and, and let's be clear like when when our like it's in our systems internally here if a coach coaches a class and managers reviewing a class for performance one of the things one of the big points is did you inspire your group today like it's it's part of the job requirement for us it's not something that we think we're on this mission to make the, the world more positive like it's part of the formula what makes the thing good so yeah uh, yeah we'll keep doing what we do um and we also watch your own cynicism as we go <laughs> okay so uh let's go to a positive note we've got some shout outs and 
we normally do shoutouts for an individual, but we had game day this week, um, and it was uh, Dunlair, Smithfield, and Selvage, and amazing, amazing uh, atmospheres. There was performances everywhere. So I'm going to start off with just Smithfield. I wasn't in Smithfield, but I saw, I was speaking to Christopher, speaking to the coaches, and looking at the photos and the videos, the vibe and the energy was just so obvious. You could just see it. And the coaches are just speaking with such pride about what the people have done in there, the energy and the positivity they're bringing, the progress they're making, and the uh, the buy-in to the group. They all brought, they had a taste of Smithfield. They all brought food from their home countries. They went up one by one and presented. Yeah, I seen that. Here's that a history unreal, of the food. Here's where this dish comes from. Here's how you enjoy it. So it just looked like a great event, something very unique and very authentic to that location because there's so many people from different countries in there. And they did an amazing job with the training and the the benchmarks as well. So a uh, huge shout out to the whole Smithfield crew. I know Christopher just got on and said, everyone, there's no one person, everyone needs a shout out. So um, so well done to the whole team, well done to the whole crew and uh, yeah, on to the next one. Elaine, Dunlear, I was up there with you. It was epic. <laughs> Such a good day. I would be uncomfortable singling out names. And as I speak, I'm going to start naming names because that's just <laughs> the way I am. But um, they snatch PBs. 95% of people got PBs. It was unbelievable to watch. Two of the guys got uh, 10 kilo plus PBs on the day. Uh, like it was just wild. And, and all of that has been due to the training. They were really dialed in on the process the whole way through. And then that results came on the day. Cape and pull-ups was... I mean, the percentage of people that were kipping or on the rings was so impressive. And last week, two people, I'm not going to name names, mm. got their kip and pull-ups for the first time last week and then went on to do double digits of um, pull-ups in the workout and complete all their wall balls and do the rower as well. Like, it was just a massive, massive day. So, um, huge shout-out to everyone who showed up. It was so freaking hot. Uh, we, I was afraid at one point that we were going to pass out. But uh, it was, yeah, an amazing day. And huge shout-out to all of the crew for everyone who showed up. Let's bring on the next three months. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And then Selvage, looking at Selvage and talking to the team there, the, I was struck, I was there last night, and I was struck with the, uh, the fitness levels in that gym. Yeah, it was really impressive. I was just like knowing people who I've seen train over the last year and like people really fit at the moment. So I think uh, the team over there, Amy, Stephen, Laura are doing an amazing job getting people progressing. And I think we saw that on the day. Lots of big lifts, lots of big performances, 20.5. They were absolutely delighted with it. Like I just, I saw Paul O'Neill getting, I think he got his first muscle up over there. Um, like Amy got 26 ring muscles or something or something insane on, on that one so I think she was over the moon yeah massive performances they were they were over the moon I know that the attendance was down a little bit because the DSC crew lost someone last week and they were at a funeral that day so just let them know that we're thinking of them we'll get you involved in the next one at Christmas as well but a huge successful day there um, they had a big night out as well so listen I think as game day two goes, it's always difficult to follow up the first big one, isn't it? The set hard, the difficult second album. And I was over the moon with it. I think the next one is gonna be bigger again. Uh, so I can't wait. Okay, last, let's finish off. Overrated, underrated. Okay, I've got two for you as usual. One word now, Elaine. Oh, <laughs> I, I muttered, oh, because okay. I, I don't know what these are. So let's see. <laughs> okay, so overrated, underrated, horror movies. 
Overrated. Okay, that was easy. Overrated. I'm going to say underrated. Well, you have to go first then. Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. I actually don't like horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> but I should. They're underrated. <laughs> but when I do watch them and I'm in the right humor, I get it. I get the fun of it. I get this like giddy, oh my God, oh my God, thing in me that is like, this is this is so awful, but I know I'm going to be okay after it. <laughs> I've shit myself. A good horror is just like a giddy scream and laugh all the way through. And there's something about, I don't know why, why we like it. Well, obviously you guys don't, and I don't like it here, but I don't know why we do it because they're huge, right? Mm. And every second movie is a horror movie. So I just think they're a bit of fun. I don't know. No, there's nothing, nothing fun about actively going. Do you know what would be good for the next two hours if I spike my anxiety, partially shit myself, and and just don't sleep tonight? Like that sounds like the worst thing in the whole world. Any good ones? Have you any good ones ever? I don't watch horror movies. Like straight blank. Like me and Jill have been seeing each other like four or five years, and since we started seeing each other, she hasn't watched a horror movie because I don't do them. Like straight up, won't do it. I'll. I'll leave the room. I'll anything else, but not a horror movie. I just don't. I don't understand how that would make you excited. It's like, do you know what we'll do? We'll go to the zoo, jump into the lion's den, see if we can escape. It's like, yeah, but you don't have to because there's no lion. Yeah, but I just don't <laughs> get it. I'm like, because all it all it really is is like a, a dopamine rush, right? And you can get that from all the other movies in some shape or form as well. That are much not the less same. Not stressful. The same. Not the same. Yeah, way better. Here, do you, you don't even watch here, them. Do you, here, do you know what's weird? Since me and Jill started seeing each other, <laughs> that's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, we don't watch horror movies. Banned. So seeing each other is a weird one after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're getting married soon, right? Just flung the microphone out there. No. No, just, there's nothing <laughs> just more no. to say. Just no, don't get them. Don't Have you ever watched one that's good? No, come they're on, all come on, absolutely awful. Well, I, what's that one, The Purge? Is that the one with the masks and they go around for 24 yeah. hours killing each other and there's this big alarm? And Like, why? I don't understand it. Like, But when Mark's like, oh, I really want to watch and I don't know what the horror movie is, I'm like, oh, what is that? He's like, oh, it's a horror movie. I'm like, okay, see ya, bye. And I just leave and do something else so i like when mark watches them because i can just go off and do my own thing but i zero <laughs> zero interest like no i don't understand them don't get them okay well if anyone's got any good recommendations to get the lads turned you know who loves horror movies laura oh yeah yeah mad for them because she said to me yesterday she was like we should can we decorate the place for Halloween? We should go to a haunted house. Let's oh. watch a horror movie. And I was like, oh, Jamie yeah. needs to fire you like now. <laughs> 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 oh, we, we can't work together. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what one sticks in my head? Whoa. And it's from, it's probably, it's probably 20 something years ago. The Blair Witch Project. Do you remember oh, that one? I was so scared. I've never seen it. It's a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, that was scary but wasn't again it? i didn't understand that. i Either thought this I. was real i was like what the fuck is going on and then i just didn't sleep so there's yeah. just no point like i just can't yeah i can't do it. i don't understand them no thanks yeah okay let's let's see if we get any good recommendations and see if there's any horror fans out there okay one more lads overrated underrated james you're going first making phone calls overrated <laughs> that's funny elaine i'm gonna say 
Oh, I don't know. Underrated. I'm going definitely underrated here. I hate talking to people on the phone. Hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'll Zoom call you. I'll text you. I'll meet you in person. There's something about phone calls. I'm like, nope. What? <laughs> nope. Is this is this a similar thing to meeting people in the supermarket? Probably. I'm getting good with that though. I said this to you the other week, didn't I? That like I'm actually kind of knocking myself a bit on the head on this one. Going, you're you're a fucking adult now. You're a parent. <laughs> you're a coach. Uh, you need to be able to talk to people in supermarkets. So I'm getting much better at that. But the phone call thing, I'm just like, I'm I'm thinking of the times I get phone calls, and there's maybe three different occasions, really like three regular occasions. Something bad has happened, so I was like, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like it's Jill ringing me for nonsense chit chat. I hate that. She'll ring me when she knows I'm driving home to be like, "How's your day?" I'm like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna be home in 15 minutes. I'll tell you when I get there." And then the other time is it's probably work related, and it's never normally as urgent as one of us thinks it is. So it could probably just wait till tomorrow. Like nearly all of the time. It could just wait until we next see each other in person, or you so could, here, hold or on. you so, could text me about it and be yeah, like, "I know we can avoid them, right?" But so, what is yeah. it about them? Is it the square? So I know I'm fine with it. I'm just like, this could be done in any other way at see, any other time. So, so here's my counter, right? The amount of time we waste on going back and forth with text. I get a text, and then I have to, oh yeah, I need to reply to that, and then you know, half an hour later, I reply, and then half an hour later, first that you could just get it done on the phone. Hey, do that. Yeah, okay, Grant. Done. Agreed. I'm with you on that one, right? However, if I have something I want to talk to you about, when have I rang you about it? Never, ever, not even once. I wait till I see you and I'm like, cool, I need to talk to you about this thing. Because I think in person's always the best way. I agree. We have that opportunity, right? Yeah, you we and me. Do, yeah, we yeah. get to see each other all the time. So I think the phone call just cuts out so much nonsense. And the lost in translation thing, no tone in the text. And then the voice note is slightly better because you get to add a bit of tone and context. But then I have three voice notes on my phone that I have to listen to that I can't because the people around, I need to get some, because it's business stuff. I have to like wait till it's quiet. Then I have to listen and maybe halfway through there was a thing, what did she say again? Come back again. I got a, I got a voice note from someone yesterday that said, here, by the way, you'll need a cup of coffee, a cup of coffee for this because it was like six minutes or something. <laughs> And then I voice note back because it's easier than a phone call and I should just ring. I should just ring. So, yeah, here's where I'm with you, right? If there needs to be back and forth and it can't be done in person and it doesn't need to be done on Zoom, then phone call's fine. But I don't. I just don't have that. It's not a necessary part of my life. I don't need that. I can wait till I see you. Or so what about whatever. you, Elaine? What do you do? What, what's... Phone you were call, conflicted for, here. For, for a work related in particular, a phone call just saves everything. The back and forward of emails and text messages and all the rest is uh, it just it just prolongs the, the scenario and the situation. So I know when I see Jamie ringing me, he obviously wants to ask me something. So I'll answer, except for on Saturday on game day when he was ringing me and I was trying to get out of the house. I was like, it must be important because he's ringing me, but I chose not to answer. Uh, and then I rang him back later on. <laughs> So you can also choose whether if he had have messaged me, sent me a voice note, I would not have got to listen to it for several hours because it was, whether I was yeah. like, okay, he rang me, it's important, I need well, to Well, I think we all have that control over, I don't have to answer it. Yeah. This is a, this is something that someone wants my attention, they don't necessarily get it. Yes, yeah, 100%. Right? But there is this definite thing of saying, 
I need your attention for a second. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just letting you know that I definitely need you. Definitely don't answer if you can't. Yeah. So is that, right? What's the first thing I say to all the staff here when they join the team? Don't fucking text me. Don't email. Yeah, ring, ring me. me. Yeah, ring if you need me, something, yeah. just pick up the phone. I'm right here. I'll answer if I can. And then we'll get it sorted right there. Ring me, ring me, ring me. And it just works way better for me because something I'm the worst in the world. At. I might be the worst person in the world at this. The worst is answering emails. Yeah. I just have stopped. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't do emails. And I just tell people and some people just tell me like, hey, I emailed you. I go, yeah, I just don't do emails. And they look at me like, you can't function in this world. And they're probably right. Yeah. But yet I do. No. So I, I do agree with you on that. Because I say this to Jill at home all the time. It's like, if people are emailing you or instant messaging you on your work platform or whatever, it's not that important. If it's really important, they will go ring you or they'll come looking for you. So I do get that side of it. Just for me, I hate phone calls. My, da my dad got a phone about three years ago. And he ran, a, like, he ran a team of 20-something people. He had no phone. <laughs> and uh, and he, he would just say to me, they have figured it out up to now. They will continue to figure it out. And they did. And now he has a phone. There's no point in ringing him or texting him because he never checks it, never gets back to you. He has one, though. So if he needs to text me, he does every now and again. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So people adapt. It might not be the most efficient, but I do think ultimately a phone call like and let me tell you right i'm not gr i'm also avoid phone calls like like everyone does i avoid the difficult ones i put them off everyone does that right sometimes i send a text when i should make a phone call i definitely do that as well and my wife is the worst person in the world to say just pick up the phone just pick up the phone because she's amazing at it she'll ring anyone at any point she starts conversations with people in lifts who go on one floor she'll talk to anyone so she'll just, just ring why are you texting why are you texting just ring she'll do that thing and she's always right but sometimes I just go I'm going to avoid it I admire Darina so much sometimes yeah. <laughs> but then but then again look I agree with her the phone call is king absolutely king it's someone right there get it sorted can right I tell now. you this one phone call I will never ever make this is the one that I'm allergic to making a taxi man I cannot. <laughs> the thoughts of having to that ring. And, strange, I, and I live in the, and I have one of my friends, Nicola, I love you, didn't speak to me for weeks because we had a fight over. She was like, just pick up the phone and ring the taxi man. And I wouldn't. And I didn't go out that night because she was like, why are you being so unreasonable? Why won't you ring the taxi man? But I'm allergic to being like, it's a man. I live up the hill on the right. And you turn and it's like, and who are you? And who do you belong to? Because I'm from the country, right? So we don't have the taxi app thing. But yeah, I literally, me and my friend did not speak because I was like, no. And I have never rang a taxi man. <laughs> and I never will ring a taxi man. That's so that's a weird woman. <laughs> that's the weirdest version I've heard in a while but I see James nodding along like yeah I get it <laughs> yeah Uber there's an app for that <laughs> not where I'm from <laughs> yeah if I can somehow avoid talking to someone on the phone I will go fucking figure it out 100% okay let's, that's amazing let's leave it there for today 